ladies. Glad you're here as you're listening today. I do want to apologize for the sound. There's a few times when it seems to come in and out, and I'm not real sure, but I hope you can get past that and listen to our guest today, Lara Izakaitis. I know you're going to enjoy it. So, welcome to Girl Build Your House. I'm your host, Jen, and I'm so excited today to introduce you to Lara. Where do I start? Well, Lara and I became roommates and friends, first in Southern California while we were in a ministry school together there. And little did we know, 20 years later, God would continue to use this friendship year after year as a catalyst for so many good things. Um, Just a little about Lara before she shares and why I love her so much. She's got the heart of a country girl, but she was born in Chicago in the northern part of the U.S. in a predominantly Lithuanian culture. Um, So you can take the girl out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the girl. (laughs) Right, Lara? (laughs) Yeah. She's lived in the Midwest. She was a Division I KU volleyball player there and um, in ministry in Kansas. Um, She's lived in the East Coast in New York City in the wake of 9-11. She helped to rebuild there and do some things. She's lived in the South, in Nashville, um, doing different ministries there here on the West coast. She lived in really close to me. That was fun. We used to go over the mountain to see each other mm-hmm. when she helped, um, build a new home for women with mercy ministries to top it off. We both lived overseas about the same time. So I was living in Hungary teaching English and she was, um, over in Lithuania for, uh, about a year to serve believers there. And she helped out, uh, opening a center for street kids and a women's center, rehab center. And we also helped launch Straight Up Beautiful there. So um, she's ministered across the U.S., around the world, north, south, east, and west. She's been around the block. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and finally, I just wanted to, to share, she's an author. Her first book came out in 2013 called Caterfly. And it's a book about identity and discovering who you are and how a mirror can change you. Listen, ladies, if you don't have this book, you need to get a copy for yourself. You can get it on Amazon. I would also recommend if you have young adults, high school, college age um, friends or family that, um, you know, are going into new things. This is such a golden book to get for them. I think every young adult should have a copy before they go off to college. And uh, Lara's in the process of writing a second book. And I can't wait to hear as she pours her heart out in that and that's the thing about Laura. She pours her heart into women's ministry and has for so long. And I just love how she speaks the truth in love. She speaks to the pressures that women face with body image, identity, and destiny. And she's herself is just an overcomer in so many things. Um, you know, Lara's got an empathetic side that I just love. We've, we talked about, we might start a geriatrics ministry one day because <laughs> we both love elderly and then her love for the kids. It's just awesome. But Anyways, Lara's golden, and James and I were so grateful that she uh, came and stood with us at our wedding in Lake Tahoe. Thank you, Lara, for being a lifelong friend. Um, what n- none of us knew at that time, she was facing some, you know, different medical challenges, and it just blows me away that she was even there on that day to stand with me. She's weathered so many storms, and she's still standing in the love of God. She's not bitter or bruised, and I just appreciate her so much, so... Thank you for joining us today. Oh, Jennifer, I appreciate you so much too. You're a dear, dear friend and have cherished 
our friendship over the what last 20 we went to bible school 1999 when we met so goodness that's a long time it's a long I, time I cherish you <laughs> we truly are like sisters there's so much yeah. i wish people knew about you so i just want to make sure and fill in some things um, that i think is going to bring a lot of life to women that are listening today you have a lot of wisdom to be gleaned over all these years so maybe i can start with your faith journey and ask you some questions yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. So you were in college as a student athlete when you first came to Christ. Can you talk a little bit about that transformation and how that even transformed with body images and different things that you walk through? Yeah, you know, the the just uh, uh, the word caterfly is uh, the name of the book. Really, it was a name that God gave me as I was one day walking on a track in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and was just kind of saying, how can I explain my story in one word? And it was like a caterpillar that is transformed and turned into a butterfly. That's essentially what my life story, my faith journey was like. It was a radical, uh, a radical change from what, you know, a caterpillar life to a this butterfly world of knowing Christ and I wasn't exposed to the message of the gospel growing up I had a form of religion that I'm grateful for as far as like my parents had a, a sense of traditional um and church morality was established in some sense um, but as far as a personal relationship with Jesus you know there's there's a difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone personally just mm, like yeah you know we know we can say we know let's say Michael Jordan but do I know Michael Jordan personally no there are people who do but I don't personally know him so it's similar with faith in Christ that I knew of Jesus but I didn't know him personally and so when I got to uh, University of Kansas my my whole ambition in life was starting from seventh grade was to get this division one scholarship. I loved the game of volleyball and eventually it became, you know, everything, it became my whole existence and world. And, um, but when I came to Kansas and I had, you know, very clear goal of what I wanted to see accomplished, you know, yeah. at 18 years old, you Athlete. know, I was like, yep. yeah, it was just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, just, you know, you have ideas when it all revolves around volleyball because my identity was all about like all my value, everything, my worth had been at that point developed through sports and, you know, and, and I image, and I think we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, when it came crashing down, I had a temporary injury my freshman year, but it was just enough to get my attention. And that mm-hmm. was when I had those soul searching questions about, you know, God, if you're real, send, you know, send help, essentially send yeah. someone. And then I encountered these Christians that were sharing about the gospel on campus. Long story short, I um, ended up learning about who Jesus is and making him Lord of my life and and committing to following him. That was yeah. almost 30 years ago and, um, you know, have and have been following him ever since. But, you know, it's as Amazing. anything, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I met you a few years after this um, as we were training for ministry school. So fast forward and a lot of things in your life, you know, just the transformations and things. And um, and then we end up in Southern California together. First time I met you and remember going out to dinner one night with you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then ending up being in 
a room with three other athletes. Oh my gosh, that was an what what so, a cultural experience. You were with three <laughs> other Division One athletes. Yep, and you're like you would say it's like living with the lock a girls lock or a locker room. It was like a locker room. So many funny memories, and the the funny thing was you and Ange, you know, you guys were the star students, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Actually, oh, Lord, help us. When How did we graduate? We don't know. Oh, yes. Patty our mischievous were... side got the best of us. You and Patty, our other roommate, were like very much the A students. You did what was wise. You went to the front of the class and not we were having by fun. the mischievousness of Andrea so and I. Yeah. I what it. I love about you, Laura, is that you do, you love having fun. You, you're, you're a teaser, you're fun, but you also have this intensely spiritual side that I've always just appreciated. You're able to speak into situations and do different things. And I, I remember when, um, shortly after we met and then we kind of went our separate ways. Cause that school was like six months or so. Um, I just remember you calling, you were driving on your way to New York and you're going to help rebuild some things there after nine 11. And, some doors opened up with the fashion Institute of technology. And I think, you know, I think women have come a long way, honestly, in the last decade where people are much more accepting about where we're at, but it's still a very real struggle for women. And you worked with some women who we might see in magazines like Vogue and Vanity Fair. And I remember meeting a few of the girls at the conference. Um, I don't know. Can you speak to that? Truth is, you know, no matter what, even if you're like, in vogue <laughs> and a beautiful right. person in the world's eyes we all struggle with identity and understanding who we are our value i'd love to hear you talk about that a little more yeah the 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 interesting thing is that you know we it doesn't matter what your outside looks like mm-hmm. and 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 you know the the identity piece or we view the world in um kind of how we've experienced it and what where we gain our value from and different standards that we put on ourselves. So even if, you know, you have a um, an outside, like you said, these some of the models and working with those who who look like they have these titles and these things that should make us feel fulfilled. Right. They're 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 those are just an outside shell. It's an it's an external thing that doesn't last and even if a title for example uh, I think there's so much in the selfie world that we live in that Mm. people are looking to be identified as beautiful or successful or you know who are you dating and just the value from attention that you get that somehow the more attention you get the better you're going to feel about yourself but the reality is that we aren't um, we're created in such a way that we can't actually gain deep fulfillment from those things like yeah. are they temporary fixes yes they are and there is there's those moments and people kind of it's like a drug a lot of times people will will look to getting attention or you know how how um how much can i perfect my body or my looks or these things that because you think if i can do these things or if i can attain a certain thing like um, being a New York City model or whatever the title is like those things will then somehow fulfill me but the, it's like a I don't know if the word is oxymoron I'm, I'm not the yeah. best at it, but when you think something is but it's actually a twist and it's not that it's not made to do that yeah and so that is what I found too as having experienced some of these titles before I became a Christian and after I became a Christian and, and was able to see kind of, Oh, what is this experience? Mm. What is, what does it do inside of you? And it really, 
doesn't do anything. That's the thing. So many, so many people live, you know, in a way that they're trying to attain and gain and, and be something Mm -hmm. that they think once they get there, then it's going to be fulfillment, but we can really only the way that we're wired and designed being made in the image of God is to be fulfilled fully through the love of God and in knowing God it's and so Christ. True. And, so true. And so those were, those are some of the things even within the industry there and working with, with that, but even my own experience and, you know, but being able to encourage those that are you know, not only the younger generation yep. mm-hmm. who are trying to say but I think about the older generation, those of us who've transitioned, like that are, you know, our bodies are changing and they change through our twenties and thirties and forties and fifties and sixties and God, you know, hopefully seventies, eighties and nineties for many of us. (laughs) And there is the, nobody is exempt of it. We are going, our bodies are going to be changing. And as the Bible says, decaying in the sense, Yeah. but our, you know, our, and there's a, there's a journey of grief, you know, that I think is really healthy and natural. That is just part of going as you're losing, sometimes we lose youthfulness or we, you know, or wrinkles or skin sags and all that stuff. That is just, a, you know, it's my body today is much different than my, my volleyball body. Right. <laughs> you know, the and so like I said, there's, that, there's a transition. Thankfully it doesn't all happen in one day. It's the mercy <laughs> of God, but it's, there's moments that it's like grief in the natural when sure. you lose a loved one there's waves of it. And it's like, it happens. And and the same with whether health issues or, or just natural aging, we have, we have moments where like, Oh, a little bit more wrinkles or a little bit more sags, or this isn't the way it used to be. And there's these moments where that's where the truth is, is so, so potent and powerful needed to, to remind ourselves, well, what it makes me beautiful. And this Mm. is what I often do because I'm, you know, however old I am, you could probably figure it out based on the information I gave you guys, (laughs) but you know, it doesn't matter that it's like, as when you're in these, you're moving towards ages, you, you have to remind yourself as you see evidence of aging or health declining or not being in the way that your body used to look that, okay, but what, it, there's a couple of things, like what is important in life, but also what is, when it comes to feeling beautiful and those types of things, like yeah. we're, we want to feel beautiful. We're women, we're created to feel that way and God made us that way and that's great. But what is beautiful is key that we understand what makes us beautiful yeah. because beauty is really about who you are. It's not about what you look like. And yeah, yeah, there's a there's an external beauty, but some of the most beautiful women are the most kind and loving and caring and generous. And yeah. you know, like the beauty that radiates from them is it's like God created us to look at people and see this supernatural beauty over them based on the qualities of their heart. Yeah. But, you know, and yet people can look at the external and think, but that's not beautiful. I mean, it's maybe the, the flesh is like, okay, there's kind of like this, okay, this, this looks good or whatever, but it's not, it's fleeting. Right. It doesn't have any substance, but the beauty within us that shines out, it isn't ageless. Like it really is, but we have to walk in that we have to, let that truth settle inside of us and know that, you know, this is really how um, God made us to shine beauty outside of ourselves. And it allows for the cushion as we age and to release the standard of what we think we need to be 
because we will lose our youth because that's what aging is. It's yeah. just part of it. Right. And then just walking forward in, in that. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to call it out. I don't, I don't want to do a spoiler alert because I want you guys to get Lara's book. It's so good. You guys. Um, but she talks about in there, the three different mirrors and, you know, when you're building your house and your life in wisdom, ladies, whether you're in your late teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, if you're comparing yourself to those things you see on Instagram and TikTok, if you're looking at the mirror of the world or the mirror on the wall, looking at the reflection back at you, it's a trap. And I mean, we all fall into it at times. I know I personally am going through some changes in my body medically and things that Laura and I, you know, we've talked about and I'm so grateful you've gone ahead and I can be like, okay, how do you go get through this? You've been a mm-hmm. blessing in that. And, um, but if we're not stopping to look at that mirror of God's word, that is the truth that reflects back a character that we want. It's so huge. It's so, it needs to be said over and over again for women, because like you said, we do want to be beautiful, but what is that beauty going to look like? It's going to change. It'll look different in different seasons. And, but it, but it comes from the character and the heart. I love that. Um, I don't know if we should share your ladybug dream or just put it out there. It's one of the most powerful stories. It's actually a dream Lara had that I just, I love the way God speaks to you in dreams. It's really cool. <laughs> you know that I've been jealous of that all my life. Oh. <laughs> Not jealous, but in a good way, desiring it. It's so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so I don't know if we want to share that or just maybe leave it for as a, you know, get the book because it's good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was curious if you could talk a little bit about um, health and some of the things that you've gone through. You know, I'll just put it out there for myself. You know, I had two miscarriages, one in 2016 and one in 2017, and my body's not been the same since then. And, you know, I've watched my hormones go all over the place, weight fluctuations, disappointments, you know, some depression, honestly. And it's actually why I feel like I was inspired over and over away. I just couldn't get away, you know, from this idea of starting this podcast um, because of that verse, the wise woman builds her house. And it's so hard in those dark moments to build life into your, into your, you know, everything. So anyways, I can have compassion and mercy on myself where I was in that dark time, how I chose to make decisions. And now, you know, just having to walk through that, but Laura, um, curious if you could share some things, whatever you feel led to share about that part of your journey and just mm-hmm. wisdom for women in, in those situations. Yeah, and just so sorry, Jen. Uh, you know, as a as a friend and sister for those miscarriages, and I um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of trials in this life that we live. Um, mm-hmm. I I had this kind of revelation along the way as I've wrestled so much. You know, when you have when you have no control of what's happening over your body, and yet yeah, aging is one thing, but when your health starts getting imbalanced and things are happening, then it's it's a really, uh, it's a really crazy feeling to be, mm-hmm. to be honest, yeah. to not be able to just change it. Cause you know, you have like, you know, you are, you are involved in triathlons and different things. And it's like, when you're, when you can get your mind to do something and your body to do it too, like you right. decide, I'm going to triathlon, then you get, you train for it. But when your body isn't working, operating. Right, <laughs> Yes. And it's like, wait a second, how can I get my brain to work? So yeah, there are moments of surrender in our walk, you know, mm-hmm. like this is, this is a, an endurance race of life that we're living. And, Love it. 
so the having this understanding of that trials for me, this is what helped me under, kind of walk through the endurance of this and having peace walking forward that mm. the, there are, the Bible says that we'll, we'll experience trials of many kinds. Yeah. Right. And so I, I often think, well, there's only so many categories a trial can come at us in and they often come all at once. It's like finances, relationships, yeah, physical body, you know? Yeah. That's a big one. And so oftentimes, you know, people will experience trial, a trial. Sometimes they're a little fierier, but they're trials. They try you. Um, and everyone has different things that try them. Yeah. You know, and physically was because I was, um, you know, a successful athlete, I learned to just buffet my body. And, and I just had the the determination and discipline from a young age to go after uh, certain goals or things. And so physically, then when my body wasn't able to do that, that was a trial for me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. but what it did was it brings me it trials, they try you, they see what's in you, they bring out of you faith. There, it's like, how else do you get certain type of faith in like strength in faith, unless you walk through a trial, a fire mm -hmm. that is hot and hard and pressure and you want yeah. out. But during those times, though, for me, walking through a lot of health stuff, I, I realized like, wow, my faith in Jesus is real and yeah. it is me it is he is who I go to he is my comfort he is every, you know so those things like some people trials they they don't make them through it yeah they lose right. their faith absolutely right? but for most trials we're hoping that we consider it a joy because it tests us and it produces endurance and it perfects our faith and so the endurance element is a major thing that I you know that as you're walking through these trials that you many are when you're dealing with health or whatever it may be, my encouragement and what encouraged me is that this is an endurance run every day to be faithful. That was a big thing for me is I'm going to be faithful That's to God. Good. I'm going to, even if I couldn't, like if I was, you know, so, so whatever that I couldn't maybe read the Bible, which I love and I cherish and I do every day because it's my connection to the love of my life, Jesus. And sure. yeah. so when I, when I couldn't do that, I would, I started to play the Bible on my phone everywhere I go so that it was in me. I would listen more worship mm -hmm. songs to sustain my spirit, to lift my spirit, even though, like you said, the depression, you the, feel it the or, dark yeah. night, I mean, you are feeling like, dark everything yeah. is dark right yes. but yeah. that's how faith that's how the fire of the gold is produced it's yeah. through the crushing through the dark through the fire that is those moments when it's there that faith really raises rises up within you so, so it's this yeah. determination it's becoming this kind of marathon runner of like when you're you know marathon you know yeah. you did a try you know, there's probably, there was so many things that times that you're like, your legs are such jelly. You're like, <laughs> your arms are this. I mean, yeah. I was there in London when you did your triathlon. Yes. I was so amazed by oh you. Oh my and, gosh. That was And fun. just, you know, th there's this determination, like I'm not going to quit. And that right. seems like, you know, so, well, okay. That's, 
that's great. I'm not going to quit, but it, there's this resilience that is built in you to just, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going forward no matter what comes at me. This faith is true. God is real. And I'm going to, even though there were times I felt so far from him and yeah, so like, like not understanding. Ask, yeah. Yes, of course. That's totally normal. That's right. all a part of it. Right. But it's the, it's the determination of to stay faithful in your heart. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn back in your heart or are you going to go forward in this journey of faith and trust in God? And, and that doesn't mean we get what we want all the time and, and there's answers and there is times where healing happens immediately, but really healing. This was another revelation I had that really helped me that when we, when we look in the natural, you know, God gives us things, all these things in the natural, so we could have a better kind of gauge of understanding deeper spiritual principles. Mm -hmm. And so when, even in the concept of healing, you think about different types of things that happen in the natural that need healing, like even on a base level, let's say you cut yourself, you know, you, there's, there's a journey that happens with the healing of that, whether, you know, it, scabs up and then it produces a scar sometimes or or you have a burn and a burn has to heal cut or you have uh, or bruise a bruise heals differently than a cut or a burn yeah or and sometimes people have you know knee surgeries or heart surgeries or lung surgeries so all these areas have such different ways that they need healing and different journeys of healing wow and it's similar yeah that's a good that's a good analogy yeah. So it's a journey and all our hearts are different before the Lord and before God and, and, and different things happen, whether it's trauma or it's wounds from our past or, or it's immediate or it's, you know, what, whatever the situation be. sometimes our faith needs to be healed. You know, Love it. When the yeah. scripture says that, you know, your faith has made you well, but sometimes people's faith is what needs healing. Yeah. Right. It's wounded. So or broken. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a journey of it and, we're in a journey on this earth with, um, with our faith, with our bodies, with our relationships and it's faith being faithful. Yeah, that's good, Lara. And then you, I don't know if you want to link this, but I, I know for me during my darker time too, a lot of it was just that mental decision to retrain mm-hmm. my brain that, yeah. you know, to take authority and take captive of some of the thoughts that were hard to feel them, to think them, to go through that, but then to say, okay, let me walk into the truth. And I know you were talking brief, briefly recently, there was a revelation you had about mind lice. I don't know if you want to yeah. share a little bit about that, but I thought that might be, a, you know, something. Yeah. Well, happening. mind lice was come is came from a dream that I had where I was um, basically shown that I was infected on my head and others around me, a couple were with mind lice, which lice was just the plan words. Oftentimes in dreams, there's just a plan words, which is lies, lies, you know, lies. But oh yeah. The, lice. Got yeah. it. There you go. Hey, so that's the, interesting. The concept of it is that, you know, there, there's a, there's an infestation that sometimes when we get hit harder with different thoughts, you know, they come at us and they're just not good. And they're, you know, cutting down our body, cutting down our value, cutting down a relationship with God, accusing other people around you. I mean, it's a whole big, like infestation of lies, Mm, lies, right? And so I, you know, to, to really be able to get cleansed of that, we have to actively do a washing and removal of those, like in the natural, when you get lice, you 
have it's a it's an aggressive washing and you need someone also with you to help kind of pick out some of those lies and those that's similar to in our lives you know we are the ones that really need to wash and take take the lie out which is like the actively removing that lie yeah and then replacing it washing with what's true Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. treating treatment it's a treatment plan it's a shampoo of sorts of like let's get inside of us and what is true and what is you know what god says about us you know he's he's that outside person helping us see and remove the lies and washing our hair washing our mind with his truth and what he says about us and so that has been a practical tool that i you know i've done for some time but there there have been times where I'll get hit suddenly with a bunch and it just feels like a big swirl that I'm like, Oh my gosh, help me yeah, Lord, get yeah. out of this. So that's kind of like what got in, getting a case of this lies. And what, what I did was I was just active for, you know, really hardcore for a couple of weeks. Cause in the natural, it's like a two to three week process for you to clean out lice. Mm, and yeah. so I just was like a treatment plan, you know, really going after it to make sure I'm, going after every single lie that was hitting me and switching it and writing out truths and I love speaking it. out those truths. And it's really felt, I mean, you know, since it's then freeing, huh? it's freedom. freeing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't have that. I don't, the, the, the lies are gone in those areas. So You're like I have my hair back. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I feel freer yeah. and cleansed and, and, and just so much more helpful of having this treatment plan and tool yeah. essentially to know how to combat when that happens. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, uh, you're just, I'm just so thankful for you. I wanted to just sh- give you a shout out because, you know, this recent medical thing that happened to me a few weeks ago, a lot of those lies came along and were like mm-hmm. just beating me down. And um, you really were a blessing. You sent me uh, something to encourage me in an email, but um, you also sent me cute earrings. <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> But it was from an author about body image and the cultural messages um, being tied to, to beauty. And part of the prayer was, and I, I'm going to go ahead and quote it. I don't, I don't remember the author's name, but anyways, I'm going to re- quote it because it said, I cannot think my way out of this. So I welcome your ability, God, in this frustrating place. And I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not my sicknesses, my insecurities, but I'm loved, I'm cherished, I'm wanted. And so a lot of times it just does go back. I know I've mentioned this book a few times on the podcast, but one of the most powerful books that I read um, from Joyce Meyer, uh, now I'm drawing a blank, um, but it's about, it's about basically replacing the lies with truth. And it's something that is so powerful to do, you know? Um, And so, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else? I mean, I love you, my friend. I, I'll never forget. There's a few memories I just have to put out there for posterity's sake so we can go back and laugh at this when we're like 90. But um, when we, I just will never forget the time. Do you remember that conference we were at down in Southern California? You know, we'd, at this point, we'd been to so many conferences and this was just another one, but it was something (laughs) different. We were going to learn some stuff. I don't know. I just remember um, (laughs) we heard our favorite comedian on the 
intercom like outside because we were outside and so we oh came running God. back in just to hear her of course so oh my goodness do not get loud with me do not get loud with me oh my goodness you that know so, and, so much fun together we've had oh so my many great memories and going to London and yes and for your triathlon and go, taking like 17 stops <laughs> to get like trains and planes automobiles to get to your oh my gosh near college (laughs) I mean you were just so great that you the fact that you went with me on the underground metro with a bike people were looking at us (laughs) any time spent with you is a joy oh I feel the same same way love you friend and all that you've contributed to our world and my life specifically you definitely make this place a better place in the world so well do you have one takeaway something maybe that um you know, that, that you'd want to share about just endurance. I know you've shared a lot already, so, but maybe something to, to end with. Yeah, just, I would say, don't give up, keep getting up, keep being faithful. You know, it, this one thing that, that helped me to my, my sister, Lena mm. lives in Canada. She's was an amazing uh, cheerleader and, and just, mm. um, I love your family during, during that time and her, yeah. her whole family in Canada there. And, um, she would often, it was, she would write me actually post-it notes every day. I have a whole journal full of her post-it notes and mm. you talk about an amazing woman. Um, but one, one of the things that stood out to me, she would say often, she's like, just remember this too shall pass. And I love it. it. The, she said two things, this too shall pass. And it's not always going to be this way. I love and it. That was a really big one for me, and and I it, it it allows the grace of God and the strength of God to come, you know, in, in the scriptures, like His mercies are new every morning. And there were many times that that the mercy of God looked different because my physical situation may have not changed in the morning, or mm-hmm. yeah. or you know, a death of a loved one was still really present and whatever. And but the mercies come in different ways, and they it's it may not look in the answer that you're wanting specifically but the mercies of God are all around us and I would you know, say look and see that the beauty that the joys finding joy in the things that um not in the big but the little you know the the children the kids the elderly the the animals the flowers nature music I mean there's so many little snapshots you can drink in from God's heart and his mercy each day because we are only promised today. I mean, we're only given today and we're not promised tomorrow. So it's like, let's, let's not even worry. I, you know, I, I don't f- forward into the future and don't go back to the past unless there's times, of course, where there's needs there to do that. Yeah. But, um, but really just living present and drinking in what is good and drinking in what is, what brings joy, even if they're flashes of moments. But if you think about throughout the day, if you're gathering joy bursts, you're, you're filling a tank inside of you that helps kind of balance out some of the, the deep, you know, disappointments, the harder things, yeah. the harder things that we all face yeah. um, pretty much daily in various categories. So staying faithful, being, you know, enduring to the end and love it, getting back up every day to, love to speak up. I love, it. I love it, my friend. So Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for, for joining us today. I hope you were encouraged. I um, just love, I can sit for hours over coffee with Lara. We can go deep. It's so fun. And I hope you guys got some nuggets today. And I definitely just want to say it again. 
if you uh, get a chance, go ahead and get that Caterfly book. You can get it on Amazon. I'll post the name and the link in the no uh, show notes. And um, Lara, I can't wait for your second book whenever that comes. Yay. No pressure. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jen. It was such an honor to be a guest. Love, Love you. you. All right. Bye. All right, ladies. So there you have it. Um, I did want to add that the book by Joyce Myers is called Battlefield of the Mind. I've referenced it in a few other podcasts and I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes here as well. And a scripture that came to my mind as we were ending the podcast is uh, Proverbs 31, 30. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Lara touched on that through all the seasons of our lives. You know, beauty can come and go as far as what the world gives us as an image. But there is a kind of beauty that, that withstands and withholds all those different things. And so Proverbs 31 is our wisdom scripture on this, that when we walk in what it means to fear the Lord is to reverence or honor or put Him first and allow Him to be in the center and front of our lives there's a praise that comes in that. There's a beauty that comes in that. And so um, let's continue to walk this out as we're building our homes. If we have women in our lives, whether they're friendships, cousins, sisters, um, maybe our daughters, nieces, those kind of things that are younger, let's consider how we can also encourage them not to be looking to the world for their identity. And today that identity, a lot of people, you know, are getting mixed up in what is my identity so many different ways. And, um, but let's point them back to this and to this journey of finding identity in your relationship and in your walk with God. Have a great day.